0: So last week we started a new series on By My Spirit, and we're going to lead into Pentecost Sunday, which is, which is, next, which is uh, next Sunday, um, so some more stuff I want to share about that today. So last week we talked about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and, and what, what that means, why, why it's important, that that's always been God's plan, um, you know, it was always his plan before the dawn of time, like the cross was, and Jesus' death and resurrection, and ascending of the Holy Spirit, remember Jesus himself said, it's for your benefit that I go away. It's so that the Holy Spirit can come and dwell uh, within you. We know about what happened in Acts chapter 2 uh, at Pentecost. You know, It's the Holy Spirit who, who births us, being, being born again. He seals us to the day of our redemption, re- regenerates us, and, and fills our lives. And that's kind of what we looked at last week, so catch up on it if you, if you weren't here last, last week. Amen. But the Holy Spirit wants to be resident, reigning, and ruling in our lives. The Holy Spirit doesn't just want to dwell in you. I hope it's not a shock to you this morning. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to just dwell in you, as important as that is, but also wants to, be, wants to rule and reign in your life. Amen? So that's what we're going to talk about this morning, is, is, is what the Holy Spirit actually does. Now, the Holy Spirit desires to, to lead us and empower us. That's kind of part two today, led and empowered by the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit and we're empowered by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit does not want to be inactive in our lives, you know, the reality is sometimes that's what some Christians—not judging anyway, just saying does some Christians settle for that. Just well, the Holy Spirit dwells in me, great. But the Holy Spirit actually wants to be very active in your life. Amen. It's not His desire, or purpose, just to kind of just be there. He wants to actually change you and work in you. Amen. To lead you and empower you. You know, you see that very, very clearly in what we call the, the you know the early church, the churches it was established as recorded in the book, Book of Acts. You know, there were people who were clearly led and directed by the Spirit, weren't they? They were very much spiritual people. Acts Acts chapter 2 was, was very significant in what happened, and that was kind of, you know, clothing them with power, the Scripture says. And they were led and directed by the Spirit, and so that's God's calling for us. Amen? So there's lots of purposes for the Holy Spirit coming, empowering us, transforming us into the likeness of Christ, comforting and helping us. But one of those big things is, is to lead us. So particularly going to look at leaders leading us and empowering us this morning. John 16, verse 13 to 15 says this. This is Jesus' own words. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will see from me what he will make known for you. So so Jesus was, was there saying about what the Holy Spirit was going to do. He said, he said it's, you know, it's for your benefit that I, I go away. Then the Holy Spirit can come and dwell within you. But he will guide you into all truth. Now the Greek word there. And sometimes it's worth looking at the Greek word. I'm sure you'll know the New Testament was written in Greek. Jesus would have spoken in Aramaic, which is, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I don't know how they made this all function because there's so many different languages and they somehow <laughs> made it all work somehow. The Common spoken language was Aramaic. The common written language was, was, was Greek. And, and the Romans spoke, Romans spoke Latin, which was spoken right across the Roman Empire. So how they made that all function, I don't know. And, and, and the religious leaders would have spoken Hebrew because obviously the Old Testament scriptures were in Hebrew. It was another language again. So how they made that all work, I don't know. remember when Jesus, when he, uh, at his crucifixion, which we've just been looking at, you know, with the, with the notice that was put, put above the cross, this is Jesus, King of the Jews, they wrote it in three different languages, didn't they? So how they have kind of made that all function, I don't know. But anyway, New Testament, of course, is written in Greek. And the Greek word there that is used for guide, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. The Greek word there, hodigio, also means lead. So we could say lead or guide. When, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you, or lead you into all truth. Amen? So the Holy Spirit's desire is to take the role of, of leading you. You know, he wants to sit in, in the driver's chair of, of your life. Amen? In the Old Testament, God led his people externally by the law. But now we're in the New Testament, he leads internally by his Spirit in accordance and agreement with his word. So that's the Holy Spirit's desire for your life. To to lead you, and to be in the driver's chair of your life, and for us not to be like backseat drivers either. And I've got any backseat drivers in their life. My wife's not here, so I can say whatever I want. She's out in ignition. I've got any backseat drivers in their life. You don't have to admit it. It can be interesting, can it? When people tell you how to drive. Lisa's learned to drive, and. Jack thinks he knows how to drive, and my wife definitely thinks she knows how I should be driving. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I've got lots of backseat drivers in my house. But anyway, um, but sometimes we, you know, all joking aside, we could be like that in not we in our relationship with God, with the Holy Spirit. We're like, almost like a backseat driver, and, and we're like, oh yeah, Holy Spirit, we give you free reign over my life, but we're constantly, just, you know, kind of fighting against him, or, or saying what we think he should be doing. But, you know, but the Holy Spirit wants to have rule and reign in, in your life. Amen. You know, being spirit-led is, an evident, is evidence and demonstration of us being children of God. Romans 8, verse 9 to 14, Paul writes this. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you... That's amazing, isn't it? That same spirit that, that, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. He, raised Christ from the dead will, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, by, but if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit... Other children of God. So there's a lot of stuff there about, you know, it could be a whole message in itself about overcoming sin and temptation. But kind of the fundamental bit is those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God, it, it shows, it's evidence that we are God's children when we're Holy Spirit-led. <clears throat> Here, Paul recognises that the old, you know, kind of, you know, the, what we inherited from, from Adam and Eve, kind of that flesh-led life has now been replaced by the Spirit's, Spirit-led life. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's what he desires to do in your life. Amen. His spirit now within us leads us in God's direction, the way of life. And, and, and for those of us, and hopefully this is all of us, who allow our lives to be led by his spirit, are living like God's family. Because like, this is a picture of what the family of God should look like, the kingdom of God should look like, people who are Holy Spirit-led. Does so it make sense, right? Amen. So, to live a spirit-led life is vital that we acknowledge and recognize that we that there used to be a former leadership before our new birth, and there's now a, there's now a brand new leadership. Now we are born again. Amen. Amen. There's an old flesh, self life, and of course that's been crucified with Christ. We know that our sinful natures we no longer have a sinful nature because that's been has been dealt with. Because we now have the nature of God. Instead, we're 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 a brand new creation, as Paul lays lays out in his teaching. We don't have a sinful nature, but that doesn't mean to say we won't ever be tempted to sin and, and mess up. But his spirit is now in us. So the old was the flesh, the self-life, the soul led living a life without God, but now his spirit within us, so it should, our lives should look different, amen? So this gives us this gives a choice, right? We can have businesses, business as usual, just doing what we've always done, or we can allow transformational change, and that's the Holy Spirit's desire here's here's a good example would be like to say if you any of you work in an office or you can just think about this this context say you're in a manager of an office so imagine an an office environment where you've been the manager since day one so you're you're the office manager what you say goes that's how it works suddenly the new owner there's a new owner of the company they turn up with a brand new manager who's put in charge of the company and they're put in charge of you you so and what the new owner says is you've basically got to do what this new office manager tells you to do. That could cause a whole load of issues in a job scenario. What's that going to look like? How's that going to work? But that's the reality of what's happened, right? Is 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 God through through God the Holy Spirit has put somebody else in charge, and we can either we can either fight it or we can say I recognise that the Holy Spirit's authority in my life yeah. amen and we can either react badly or we can react the way god wants us to by, by submitting to the holy spirit within us amen you know being a spirit-led leaver, uh, led believer involves two things one acknowledging his presence and authority and two allowing him to lead in a direction that he would have us to go and allowing him to, move, to do that in every area of our lives, not just, not just some parts, amen, not just selective parts, but in every area of our life, every part of who, who we are, allowing him to lead in that, allowing him to change, change in that, amen, you're still with me? Yeah. Fabulous. So, so how does he lead us and where does he lead us? And you could give loads of different answers to this, here's kind of like four main points. The Holy Spirit leads us in, in, in God's direction for our lives and always towards abundant life. Remember, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. It's, a, it's the devil who goes around seeking to steal and kill and destroy. But I've come to give you life. Amen. And John 10 verse 10. You know, Psalm 23, the, the legendary, legendary psalm written by David. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Amen? So this is what the Holy Spirit desires to do in your life. To be the, to be the shepherd who, who's leading you in life. But are we allowing him to lead? This is what he desires to do. To lead you towards abundant life in a spiritual sense. To make you lie down in green pastures, To lead you beside those quiet waters. Even if you find yourself in the the darkest valley. Or the valley of the shadow of death as King James describes it. And even there he's there. Even there he's guiding us and leading us. Amen. He guides us along the right paths for his name's sake. Amen. But are we allowing the shepherd to lead? That's the big question we need to ask ourselves. Amen. So how does he lead us? In In his direction for our lives. He leads us into all truth. As we looked at earlier, John 16:13, when he, the spirit of truth, truth, comes, he will guide, or as we looked at the Greek, he will all lead you into all truth. Amen? He reveals what, to us what is truth, and what is a lie, and what is real, and what is not. You know, that's, that's so useful in our world. Our world is, is so, so confused, that's a whole kind of another message, but that's reality, isn't it? Our world is so full of lies, and deception, and confusion. That's where our world is in, in 2023, isn't it? That's where Britain is in, in 2023. There's so much confusion about all sorts of things and even sorts of things that you never th- would have thought people would even be confused about. There's so much confusion, deception, and, and wrong wrong thinking. But the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, will guide us and lead us into all truth. Amen? Jesus himself said, didn't he? You, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's, it's when we understand God's truth on, on situations and circumstances and and um you know, realities, that, you know, we're led into all truth, amen, and we feel we'll be completely free, amen. Praise God. So he leads us in his direction for our lives, he leads us into all truth by knowing what what is true, he leads us in prayer, amen. Romans 8 verse 26 says this, in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, searches, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So this is where, where, where speaking in tongues comes in. You know, We believe in, in speaking in tongues and what, what the Bible says about that. And there's, there's evidence of being, uh, you know, being you know, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we can pray with our known language. which English? ukrainian for some of us romanian uh diff- different languages here and if i've missed your language i just don't know what all languages are okay i haven't missed any intentionally okay but we've all got different natural languages or, or maybe you may speak several okay or we can pray also pray in a heavenly language amen you know for me for me personally i i, I love praying in tongues it, it really helps it really encourages me first of all and really helps me when, when i just don't know what to pray and I, don't, I don't mean I'm just struggling for words. What I mean is just in a situation where you can't think, God, what do I even pray here? Actually, when, I, when I'm out, um, going back to the driving, <laughs> I, um, I, I love, I love uh, praying in tongues when I'm driving. I'm like most most men. I can't do two things at once. Um, so, <laughs> in a way, my brain's wired. Um, sorry? <laughs> driving so bad. Thank you for that. <laughs> I've never had any bad crashes in 25 years. Thank you. Anyway... <laughs> Awesome. Because <laughs> if I start praying in English, I find I don't, I'm not concentrating on driving. I don't know if that's you. Or if I'm concentrating on driving, my prayer is like this Golf on one. Okay, because I'm not concentrating on that. So I love praying in tongues when I'm driving. But but it's also just great to <laughs> pray when you just don't know what to pray. Amen. And, and it encourages you, it, it builds you up. Amen. It leads us in prayers that, that, that are perfect and praying God's perfect will. So I really, really encourage you to do that. And. Um, you know, and if you don't know about speaking in tongues or what, exactly what that means, we'd love to chat with you more, more and pray with you uh, about that. Amen. But the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Amen. The Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Amen. So, how does He lead us in, in His direction for our lives, into all truth, in, in prayer and, and in the Word? And the Holy Spirit is a great teacher. Amen. In the Word of God, John fourteen twenty-five to 26 Jesus said this, All I have spoken whilst still with you, but the Advocate of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So that's another job of the Holy Spirit, is to make the Word of God come to life. You know, in a in, in, in Christian life, it's, it's very much the Word and the Spirit working together. Amen? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom and, and revelation. If we, if, we read, if we read the Bible or try and just understand the Bible without inspiration of the Holy Spirit or the understanding of the Holy Spirit, it would just be, it would just be you know, a dry, a dry book. It would just be like any other book. And we think, well, it's just, this is a nice kind of history book. Well, what does this mean for my life? But once, when the Holy Spirit within you, it brings it to life, amen? It brings change in you. It makes the words come to life and how they, how they affect you, amen, and how, how God wants to change you. Amen? You know, just knowing about things in a kind of, in a, in a mental sense, mental understanding is totally different to, to revelation. Information is totally different to revelation. Yeah. Amen? What God wants you to have is not information, but revelation that leads to transformation. Amen? That's the Holy Spirit's job, and what he desires to do through the word of God. Amen? Praise God. There's a real whistle-top tour this morning because there's a lot of kind of content to get through, but it's all important stuff to say. So among the many things that God's word teaches us concerning the ministry of the spirit within our lives, he's revealed as one who is sent to lead us. So the big question for ourselves is, are we willing to allow him to lead? Amen. Not to be a backseat driver. Not to say what we we think the Holy Spirit should be doing. Or even trying to take the wheel back. But just allowing him to to drive our lives. Amen. Allowing him to lead us. is the first question. The second question, are we allowing him to lead in every single area of our lives? and I'm not going to go through every single section of our lives this morning, but just, just, just have a think about that. Are you allowing to lead in every area? Are there some stuff that you're, you're holding back? And the Holy Spirit's not going to force stuff, because that's just not how the Holy Spirit works. But he certainly will bring conviction. Not, not ever condemnation, but he'll certainly bring conviction. Amen? Are we allowing to lead in every single area, and to change him into all that he's desired us to be? Amen? So as well as leading and guiding us, the Holy Spirit also came to empower us. The Holy Spirit came to provide us with the power we need to live the life that God's called us to live and to do the thing that he called us to do. Amen? So we cannot live as he, as he calls us to, but do that just, just in our own strength. And, and, and too many Christians, uh, I believe this is where they, where they slip up. Because they're trying to do themselves in, in their own strength. They're just trying to force things to happen. It's like, well, uh, if I just try a bit harder, I've just tried a bit harder at being a good Christian. And they're totally missing missing the point. Because it's about what the Holy Spirit does within us and the transformational change that, that he brings. And his, his empowering his, his equipping. Amen? Go back to the analogy of a car. God does not just give us, you know, kind of when we were born again, just to use this analogy, God didn't just give us a new car, that kind of new creation life, but it's, and, it, and it's not just a new driver, but he's also giving you a brand new engine as well. Amen? So as well as the Holy Spirit designed to be the driver and to lead us, he's also giving you a brand new engine with, with, with it's got new power in it. Amen? Not in your little one litre Toyota that we have recently bought a Lisa. <laughs> which is great, because you have to keep insurance, insurance astronomical if you didn't know that for these, these days for, um, for, for young people. So you have to kind of get a small, small engine, a little 67-horsepower Toyota. this keeps Insurance Town. Awesome. But you know, you've gone from that to, you know, in a spiritual sense, but you've now got a, a powerful sports car, or even a sports car, a, a supercar. Amen? You know, you've, you've, now been, you've now been turbocharged in a, a spiritual sense. That's what the Holy Spirit desires to do within us. Amen? But let's not try and do things in, in our own strength. Now, Paul himself says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? But it's him who brings the strength. Zechariah 4, verse 6. Well-known scripture says, not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So the, the Holy Spirit desires to provide us with all the power and ability we need to live life. Amen? There's another couple of statements from Jesus. About this. Luke 24, 49. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So Jesus was there telling him what's going to happen as recorded in Acts chapter 2. Another scripture. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to to Israel? I've got the wrong reference in my my notes, so I can't tell you what scripture it is. (laughs) Then they gathered around him and said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? There it is. There it It's Acts 1. I've got the right reference. <laughs> I thought it was wrong. go. Okay. Then we gather round him and ask, Lord, are you going this time to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to him, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, until the ends of the earth. Amen. So Jesus there was, was telling them what was going to happen. When, when you're empowered, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you're going to be my witnesses, and you're going to be my witnesses all around the world. And, of course, that's how, that's how the early church worked. And, of course, Christianity spread. And Paul had his you know, missionary journeys that started to spread into, from out from Israel out into southern Europe and, and Italy and, and, and Greece and, and, and Turkey and, of course, right across Europe and then eventually right across the world. Amen. I praise God for that. But it all came down to the being empowered and equipped to be witnesses for Jesus, amen you know when when Jesus said about being clothed with power from on high looking at the Greek again, many of you know the Greek word there is dunamis d-y-n-a-m-i-s you know we get some 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 of our English words which are kind of like words of power come from that, you know words like dynamic comes from that, dynamite comes from that you know dynamo which of course is something that creates electricity isn't it just come from that word. This, this is just what it's talking about. This is, this is the power that Jesus is talking about. It's, it's, it's his miraculous power. It's his ability. It's, it's his abundance. It's his might. It's his power and it's his strength. That's that's the power that God desires to work in you and at work in you through His Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit empowers our lives to live with supernatural abilities beyond our own. He's glad about that this morning. Amen. It's not down to your ability. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, "It's not down to your ability." Praise God for that. Amen. No, we often talk about the, the term supernatural. And it's the supernatural is God adding His super to our natural? Right. We can do things in the natural, like we, we can we can pray, and we do. I know it's a spiritual thing, praying. But you know what I mean. We're doing kind of the natural aspect of it, but then God adds His super. We're not doing anything super. If we if we're missing, if we if we we think that we're totally missing it. All the super bit comes from God. Amen? All the power is from God and through the Holy Spirit. It's not us generating power. It's not, it's not hype. It's not any of those things. We just do the natural bit that God's called us to do, you know, to lay hands on people and believe they're going to recover and to do the, you know, the faith-filled bit. And, and of course there's a spiritual element to that because there's a gift of faith and, and spiritual gifts and those type of things. That's true as well. But God's always doing the super bit. That's the important bit to understand. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. You know, Paul understood the reality that he was always being empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 to 10, there's a a well-known passage about about Paul's thorn in the flesh. And it's not really clear, and there's different debates about these sort of things. People who debate these things uh, about what that actually was. And it it just isn't clear, is what I would say about it. But either way, Paul 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 was suffering and struggling with some stuff. And God's response to that was... My grace is sufficient for you, for my power, that's the that same word Greek, it's again. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. That's what Paul understood because even when he was struggling with stuff and whether it was a health issue, whatever was going on there, what he was struggling with, he knew that power came from the Holy Spirit. In his weakness, he could declare that he was strong, not because of who he was, but because of what, who the Holy Spirit was within him. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Amen. Philippians 4, verse 12 to 13, Paul says this, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in, every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me Strength, amen. So Paul totally understood the Holy Spirit outworking in his life and empowering him and, and equipping. Amen. So that same power that rose Jesus from the dead now lives in us. And here are kind of the benefits of being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Here's my communion cup. There's kind of two main benefits so we kind of start bringing this to a close. There's twofold benefits of being empowered by the Holy Spirit. One is a benefit for us, and the second thing is a benefit for others. Quite simple. A benefit for us, personally, and a benefit for other people. So the Holy Spirit has now given us his power and ability to, to, to help us and, and, and empower us, but also to minister and to help others. So for us, personally, let's just look at these quickly. For us, personally, the Holy Spirit will help us to experience freedom and healing in our lives. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. Amen. We now have the power and ability to resist temptations that we could not before. If you want to overcome sin in your life, and I'm sure you do as a believer, want to overcome the power of sin in your life, remember you don't have a sinful nature anymore, but if you want to overcome temptations which will still come, the key to that is relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you do it in your own strength? Absolutely not. But you Jesus is never asking you to do it in your own strength. He was asking you to rely on the Holy Spirit, amen, to give you all the strength and a power and ability to resist temptations. The Holy Spirit allows you even to walk away from addictions that can control us, whatever context that can mean. The Holy Spirit will allow us to forgive things that we think there's no way I could possibly forgive that. Do you know, do you know what? The Holy Spirit will allow you to forgive it. It doesn't make those things okay. and Some of you may be through some incredibly difficult stuff that you absolutely didn't deserve. But are we called to forgive? Yes, and is, can we do it in our own strength? Probably not. But the Holy Spirit will give you the will give you the power and the ability to to forgive. Amen. And there's so much more that we can say about that. That's how the Holy Spirit benefits us and how it benefits others. So God has empowered our lives to help other people. Amen. You know, Jesus. Jesus quotes, doesn't he? Um, you know, and, and the, the scroll is read in Jesus' presence, you know, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me, you know, to preach good news to the poor and to see the brokenhearted, you know, set free and, and you know, people freed from captivity, you know, in a spiritual sense. You know, and the reality is that same anointing is on us. Amen? Because remember, it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. It's not claiming that we're Jesus, but it's the same Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Amen? And that's what, that's what God wants to use our lives to do. To preach, to preach good news to the poor, to, to see the captives set free. Amen. To use us to help the bright, brokenhearted be, be mended and restored. To preach the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. God has called us to be witnesses. That's the primary theme. We looked at the, of Acts 1-6 that we read earlier, wasn't it? You'll be, I will clothe you with power and you'll be my witnesses. Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth and we're not in Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria, okay? But in, in our locality, where we find ourselves, to, give us the, the, to equip us and give us the ability to witness to others by the way that we live our lives and by giving us the words, words to say, amen, and to speak truth into, into situations, amen? He provides the ability that we need to go as we've been commissioned to go, and we believe in the great commission, don't we, to go into all the world and make disciples, amen, and to do that in your, in your world that you find yourself. God's given us the ability to preach the gospel, to pray for the sick, and, and and to cast out cast out demons. And we could spend weeks looking at each of these. We're kind of rattling through these quick. He provides gifts for us to use. What we call the gifts of the Spirit. We've done teaching on that teaching on that before. But the gifts of the Spirit. He wants to use us to see people set free in his in his name. Amen. Praise God. So the gospel that we preach. We do not preach a powerless gospel, and I'm so thankful for that. We preach a, preach a full gospel that includes God empowering the lives of those who come to him. That we're not trying to do life in our own strength. The Holy Spirit wants, wants to lead us, and we just have to allow him to be the boss. Amen? To lead the office of our lives. Amen? To bring change where he wants to bring change, and to allow him into every, every area. And he also wants to empower us and equip us. For us to know that supernatural ability in, in our lives, for God, for uh, you know, advantage that is for us, for us to experience healing and freedom, and the power and ability to resist temptation, etc., and for, and forgive, and, and all those things that we need to do, and also to reach others, we can only do it through Him. And this is what the this is what the early church they, they totally understood. This is why the church was totally on fire, in, in uh, you know, as recorded in Acts, because they understood what the power of the Holy Spirit within them. Amen. And what, what God could do through their lives, you know, because of that. Maybe have that same understanding, that same revelation this morning. Remember, remember preaching is not about information, it's about revelation. And ultimately, revelation that leads to transformation. Amen? You know, so if you're struggling with stuff in your life right now, if you're struggling with some addictions, if you're struggling with temptations, the Holy Spirit wants, you to, wants, to, wants to empower you to break those addictions and to deal with those temptations. If you wanted to reach more and more people, and we should all, all be wanting to do this, reach people in your world and people in your family and people in your community and your neighborhood, then God will empower you to do that. He will give you the words to say. What Jesus said, didn't he, about um, to the early church when He said, but you're going to get arrested and there's going to be persecution, but don't worry about what to say. He said, I'll give you the words to say. Don't worry about it. I'll give you the words to say. I'll put, I'll put words in your mouth. Ever, anyone ever had a conversation with someone, with a non-Christian, and, and, you, kind of think, and you say something, you kind of think, where did that even come from? I don't, I don't even know. I even knew that scripture, but that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? That's the Holy Spirit outworking in us and equipping us and empowering us. So that's, what the Holy, that's what He desires to do in our lives. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We did this last week and I'm going to ask you to do it again, not as, because we're getting like, religious about these things, but I think it's just a good thing to do. So if you just reach out your hands uh, to God now, just in worship, and we're just going to just thank you for his Holy Spirit and just just ask him to just to lead and, and, and empower you in your lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, th- thank you, Lord Jesus, for the promised Holy Spirit that you said would come. You said it was for our benefit that you went away. So the Holy Spirit could come and dwell within us. Lord, and we thank you for that, Lord, reality, Lord, and that truth. Lord, I thank you that we're spirit-filled believers this morning. Thank you for that truth. Lord, and I pray, firstly, in every area of our lives that you will, you will lead it. Lord, you will drive our lives. You'll be the driver of, of the car of our lives. We don't want to be a backseat driver. We don't want to be trying to take the wheel. We just want to allow you to lead. And I pray you will change us, that you will transform us. You'll make us more and more Christ-like. We submit every single area of our lives to you, even those, those, those hidden areas and those things that maybe we don't want to address. Lord, we say they're yours. We ask you to do what you desire to do. And I pray you'll just lead us and, and guide us into all truth on our journey with you. And I pray too, Lord, that we would know that you're empowering in every area of our lives. You're empowering and you're equipping thank you that same spirit that raised you from the dead lives in us so that is an incredible truth give us a, a, such a deep revelation of that truth what that means for us in our everyday lives that same spirit dwells within us when we think that when you've asked us to do things and and we think we can't do them how 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 can we how can that be a reality when it's that same spirit that raised you from the dead and beat the power of sin and death well, give us a revelation of that and just just use us transform us Lord, may we know you healing and freedom. May we have, Lord, you give us all the power and ability to resist temptation, to be able to forgive, to be able to break the power of addictions and just live right for you. Lord, and as we reach others as well, Lord God, empower us. Lord, those in our worlds, Lord, that we're desperate to reach, whether it be spouses, family members, our neighbours, in our, our communities, wherever you've put us, our workplaces, wherever you've, Lord, called us to be, Lord God, where we, Lord, we... Lord, where we meet non-Christians. Oh God, I pray you would just, Lord, just this very week, Lord, that you would empower our conversations. You will give us new opportunities to speak truth into, into people's lives in this world which is so messed up and so confused and so deceived. Lord, that you will use us, Lord, this week, Lord, to bring your light and to bring your truth into people's circumstances and into their lives. Thank you. Just guide our conversation. Give us the words to say. As you said, don't, we shouldn't even worry about what to say. I pray you just supernaturally give us the right words to say. Bring scriptures, Lord, in, into our mouths. Lord, uh, bring, bring truth into, uh, into our mouths. May Lord, to be you speaking through us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, Lord when we pray for the sick, Lord, we want them to get well. Lord, we empower us and equip us. Lord, when we Lord, pray for those who are struggling with demonic stuff. Lord, we want to see them set free in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray we're people that operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray we'll truly be your, your witnesses. Thank you, Jesus. Use us for your purposes and your glory. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are. Thank you that you dwell within us. Lord, lead, and Holy Spirit, lead us and empower us in exactly the way that you desire to do. We give you free reign. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.